Welcome to Hanging with Lucire. Today is the first day of season two, and I'm bringing you guys somebody who I believe is epic. And y'all know I only hang around epic people. I got Chad Hoss here today, and he's one of my good friends. I met this guy way back about three, four years ago, probably, up in Marquette, Michigan. I was running through the woods. It was mile 85. He was on mile 85. I forgot what mile I was on, but him and his partner was treachering through the woods. They, they was on their way to do a 100-mile race. They was doing 100 miles. Over how long did it take you to do that? That was a long one, my longest ever. I oh, serious? Like thirty-one hours, thirty-one and a half, maybe something like that. Yeah. Thirty-one and a half hours. Yes. Wow, that's a long. There was time. a lot of hiking involved in that. Oh one. man, yeah. how did your legs feel out? That was your was that your first one? Terrible, terrible. Oh, yeah, uh, no, actually, it was the it was my third third one that that summer. What made that one the hardest one? I think uh, cumulative cumulative fatigue. And both the gentleman that I was running with and right. myself had some couple of little ailments that were nagging us along the way. Oh, man. Uh, he had some dehydration issues. I slipped on a rock and just did, tweaked, tweaked the groin a little bit oh. about like 45 miles in. Oh, you weren't even halfway so we through. Were, no, so we were moving a little slow. Okay. And for whatever reason, uh, during that particular race, I had a really hard time staying awake during the overnight part of it okay so um we were moving really slow and he was steering me almost like i was a blind person with his poles oh because wow. i kept running into tree i'd fall asleep while i was running oh and goodness. like i would just sort of like the rear off veer off. off yeah so he would like keep me get, get <laughs> between the sticks oh my goodness um, thank god y'all had them sticks with yeah, you yeah yeah so it worked out all right and afterwards actually i had as it turns out, my thyroid had went sideways oh, sometime wow. between race two and three. Okay. Um, and I had a huge hormone crash, like about a week after the race. Um, and it took about six weeks. Was that from weeks. dehydration? No. Um, I mean, I have some thyroid issues anyway. Okay. Um, and just body stress. I probably didn't take enough time to properly rest in between races. Like, I came off the first 200 milers and... Within five to six days, I was training again. Oh, wow. And I just never gave myself you enough time, I think, to recover. fully recover. And it just it sent my body into sort of a tailspin. Right. So it took the docs a while, a lot of blood work, to sort of figure out what was going on. Some some medication adjustments. And about seven or eight, six, seven weeks later, I was finally all right. So, Wow. You haven't had an issue since then, have you? No. Okay. No. What about the races after that? I remember you was talking about, did you ever get a chance to do that 200-mile race? I did not do a 200-mile race, but I guess this is probably as good a, a, a spot as any. Um, my plans this year. So um, a year after that, actually, the year after that, I started getting healthy, and I blew out. That was that winter. I blew out my knee, right? So I had knee surgery, and it took him six months to sort of figure out what was going, around, going on. And in October of 2018... You got new kneecaps or what? Yeah. Okay. So October of 2018, I uh, went under the knife. And what had happened was I took an impact coming down a, a downhill. Okay. And it killed off part of my femur. So they actually went in in October and they cut out a section of my femur head. And then took a graft from a cadaver. 
and plugged it into the hole that they drilled out of my femur from the dead bone. Wow. And then put it together. So Interesting. Um, it was um, about May, April, May of 2019 when I could start running again. So I was six months off of, I didn't do much running that whole summer before that. Okay. So I really was pretty back to basics. Yeah, like, you had to build your cardio yeah, back. Yeah, up. it was... Um, it was an interesting time period for me, physically and mentally. But I know mentally you had to be going yeah, it was crazy rough. not being able to get out there. I did a lot of bike riding. Oh, you did? Yeah, and I found a love for riding bikes. Good, I started good. doing a lot of gravel bike riding. Okay. And I still do that. Last year was sort of my first full slate of races. I did a couple of longer runs. I did culminating with uh, up in Marquette, uh, which we love. Right. Uh, I did a 50-mile run up there in September. Nice, nice. So, yeah, first time I felt like I was back sort of healthy. Okay. So, but, are you going up to Marquette yeah. this year? So, um, we're going to call this the season of Marquette. Okay. I have six races this year. Oh, wow. And they are all in Marquette. Serious? All of them? Yeah. My A race, uh, I'll be doing the Marquette 50K, like always. Okay. I know good. that's where I met you. Yeah, that's how right? I'm looking forward to doing that. Yep. I will be doing uh, the Margie Gessick in September, which is about six weeks after does that one involve um hogs back in there it uh well sort of uh margie gessick is actually originally it started as a mountain bike race okay um it is known as one of the hardest single day mountain bike events in the world okay it's on some of the same trails but it actually ventures into even more of the lesser used right. portions of trail up in that area oh, running from used. marquette all the way over to Ishwimming. Um, what month is that in? You're... It's in September. So it's going to be a lot of growth in there. Then. It is. There is. If yep. it's less than you. A lot of funky weather changes going on that time of the year. Right. The terrain, if you think of the terrain on like the, the front and back of Hogsback, right. they purposely have designed a lot of that to, to be on trail like that. Okay. In fact, they've got the course laid out so that the entire 100 miles is up there. Like overall, right? Overall. So you get some climbing and down, right? But the course as a whole is right. constantly going uphill. Uh, the finisher rate, so it's a bicycle race first and foremost. About four or five years ago, I think they started allowing people to attempt to run it. Okay. The finisher rate, I want to say somewhere about like ten percent. Wow. Ten percent. Yeah, and to buckle, you have to finish under a specified time. Uh, and the buckle rate is like three. Um, you know what the time? What's the cutoff? the bike? The the cutoff is very generous. Seriously? Yeah, it's like it's it, the run starts at ten a.m. on Friday, and you have until seven a.m. on Sunday morning. Oh wow! Yeah, so it's almost forty-eight hours. Forty-eight hours. Yeah, but a lot of people don't understand. You're climbing. It's rough. Yeah. It's, it's it's the toughest one. Of, if not one of the toughest top teams. There's no free areas, really, per yeah. se. So that's my A race again this year. Okay. I really want to buckle at that race. Um, I was supposed to run it last year, um, and it got canceled, and that's, that's in September, right? Yeah. Oh, man. So, but this year, the same gentleman that runs it, they do a very, they offer another race in the summer. It's called the Crusher. Uh, again, it started off as a bike race. It started off as a race actually called the Hammer, which is a 225-mile race from Hope from all Houghton? the way down, Ooh. Uh, you know, Copper Harbor area, down into Market. How many miles is that? 225. 
And how, what's the cutoff? So, what's the time on that span? Uh, you know, about a I, week. I would have to look. I don't know. <laughs> no, most of them do it again. It's the same kind of deal. They start on Friday and they have till like Sunday at like ten o'clock. Even on a two hundred and fifty yeah, yeah. on bike. It's on bike. Right? Oh, it's on a so bike. It's a little okay. different. Okay. They they have a lot of events that they also now offer a hundred miler. They okay. offer a 50, 40 mile ride as well. Okay. Um, they started offering a run last year. Okay. Uh, a, a smaller one, so ago. more people can yeah. get involved. Um, team effort. Okay. They're, it's it's all to support the gentleman that runs it. Also runs a, a that's called the nine hundred six adventure team. Okay. Which is about getting kids outdoors. They're a completely nonprofit. Okay. They are all volunteer coaches. They provide bikes and they take kids out and teach them that it's not all about finishing first. Right. It's about the journey, the process. It's about doing things together. It's about being out of your comfort zone. Okay. And and learning that the growth happens when you're doing that kind of stuff. Right. Um, and so they do a wonderful job with the kids. They've actually expanded this year. Okay. Um, into a couple different counties. Um, and their races all go to support that particular program. Oh, that's real good. Right? So, yeah, they're all about being inclusive. And last year was a difficult year for them in the fact that obviously everything got canceled. Yeah. And when they're using those races to support their stuff right um they had to find a way to do it did they did. do any virtual races well right so they didn't want to go the virtual route oh they didn't want to go that no way. oh that's different. but so what they did was they they changed it to what they call a crusher ex format or extra large right <laughs> and what they did was they offered all the formats but you had to physically go up and they provide this particular race is very suited for that because there's no course markings. It's all self-supported. It always has been. No course yeah. markings? So you get a GPS file. Okay. And this is the way that race has always been, and it's your job to navigate your way through the course. So what they did last year was they actually gave people from July 1st all the way up until October 1st to come up. You paid your money. You went up. You got the GPS file. Um, and you got the chance to go up and you got to ride it as many times you ride it, wanted to ride it until you finished. Oh, wow. Um, in addition, last year, they actually offered an option to the run. And because people responded so well, they came up with a special award made by a local blacksmith called the Fist. And if you actually did all four events over the course of the summer, the 225-mile bike ride, okay. the 100-mile bike ride, okay. the 40-mile bike ride and the 50 mile run you actually got this special award oh nice i was very intrigued by that uh, they're um, doing that again well so that was my thing i'm not much of a mountain biker per se right, right. but i i was able to reach out to the race director um who actually we um have a relationship with is orange mud we're one of their we're proud to be one of their sponsors because oh. of the 906 adventure team. Nice, nice. But um, I asked him if instead of riding the 225, 140, and running the 50, if I could actually run all four events. Okay. To get the award this year. You said run all four events? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now that's a good one. It is. It is. And we're not quite there yet. Um, I got approval. 
So one of my first races before this that'll be happening in late spring, early summer. Um, right now, um, I have to run the hundred mile. I have to do the one hundred mile mountain bike. <laughs> I have to do the run the fifty mile, and then the last race is dealer's choice by the race director. Oh wow! So I'm gonna guess it's gonna be somewhere between a hundred and the two hundred twenty five mile distance. There's a part of me that's hoping it's closer to the 200-mile distance. We'll see how it goes. That, that distance definitely intrigues me. Okay. But I'm not really sure. Whatever it is, I know that Todd's going to throw me something that there's probably a greater chance of failure than success. And that's okay. I mean, that's what it's about. You learn from your failures. Yeah. And I get the same deal. I can go do it as many times as I want until yeah. I get it done. Until so, you get it done. Um, I'd like to finish it up before August because I would like to have a little bit of rest going into Margie and okay. not be all corrupt. Right. You you don't want to be yeah. like you was the last time. But I'll be up there. So, yeah. Man, you're going to be up there a lot. A lot this year. Yeah. Goodness gracious. So. So how was the impact with Orange Mud this past year? You I know, know that has to be kind of difficult. It is. We had one event, <laughs> which we did in Oklahoma in early March. Okay. Uh, it was actually the very weekend that basically everything that went weekend on, went into lockdown. Oh, yeah. Um, so when I came back, we we canceled all of our events. There were still some other events floating out there, but you know, as as a company, we decided that we weren't going to prioritize the business over people's health. Right, right. And frankly, my job is to go and do event sales and marketing. So right. I'm on site trying on packs and fitting people. And there's just there a lot of touching. There's, going on. Yeah, there's no way for us. We decided to really do that in a safe manner for for right. anybody involved. Um, so we actually really shut down last year as far as from an on site presence. Okay. Orange Mud is doing great. Okay. Um, you know, we've got most of our stuff lot, is online uh, anyway. Okay, good. It's just the stuff that I did personally. So from from Orange Mud is doing well. Me personally, it was a pretty rough year. Right. I mean, I didn't have any jobs last year. Wow. Um, the flip side of that is the the owner of Orange Mud also actually started his own uh, company to do their embroidery. Um, oh, nice. They moved the company. Yep. So he does it all himself. Yeah, now. we're doing everything in house. Oh, that is um, sweet. We bought all. He bought all the machines over the course of last year. So we are actually in the process of also doing customized embroideries, uh, engravings, etchings, oh, stitching, seriously? shirts, pants, coffee cups. I mean, you name it. Okay. We, we do it. Um, that company is actually called Seven Clay. Seven Clay. Yep. And it's okay. a sister company to Orange Mud. Okay. You know, you ask how that is. In, in fact, um, all of my inventory, I did my end-of-year inventory this week. Right. And we decided it was best for them to sell it. So I actually have it all boxed up, and I'm shipping it everything back. Okay. Kind of makes me sad. Wow. But we figure when events do start up, and I mean, we're thinking it probably isn't going to be at least until the middle of summer. Right. With any kind of regularity. Yeah, that's why I'm glad Marquette is late at the end of the summer. Mm -hmm. So it's so like everybody, a lot of people should have shots about it. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> Let's hope so. Let's hope things get a little more normalized by that point. Yeah. So so those businesses are going well. I'm just sort of starting up doing some of the seven clay stuff also. Right. And I'll be, you know, in contact with some of the running stores that I do business with. Um, hopefully, like Tony over at Running Labs and Brighton. Okay. 
you know, they started carrying the Orange Mud brand in store. Oh, year, nice, and it worked nice. out pretty well for them. They've I have got, a gift card for for that. Dude, and I've never been like, here before. It's one of the best running stores on the planet. You should try it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, very good people. They're actually moving into a new, larger space this year. Okay. And and I am excited for, for Orange Mud in general. Um, we have a lot of new stuff coming this year. Okay. Um, some different kind of handhelds, and our packs went through a complete redesign. Well, I got to check it out. I'm happy yeah. So, um, for all those that don't know, Orange Mud is, is an awesome, how should I say it? If hydration system, it's like a backpack. You can have like double barrel backpacks. I know you guys are saying, what you mean double barrel backpacks? I want you all to go to orangemud.com. Yep. That's exactly and and check it out and and see what I'm talking about. But Orange Mud right now is growing. They have a lot of different products. Go go on that site and um see see what they have. They have an ice store on online. Yeah. So some of the fit issues our our packs are designed to be very low profile. So they're not as big as a lot of your typical vest packs. Right. And some of what we got feedback wise over the first couple of years is that the packs. They're designed to fit high up on the back, which right. is why the bottle packs that you were talking about work. Yes. But our bladder packs work the same way. Um, and there seemed to be some adjustment, like they would slide. So we actually changed the design of the strap layout. We moved the adjustable straps from the front to the sides and then moved the fixed straps up to the front. So it fits Some a lot. minor tweaks, but it should fit a lot more snug okay. for people to get rid of some of that. But we just have some new products in general that are coming out as well. Soft flask handhelds, things like that, that I'm pretty excited to give a sh give a try. So, right. yeah. All right, I gotta get my I gotta get my orange mud together. I I have I still got my pack. You got yours right. And one bottle. I gotta get. I want to try out some other hydration system stuff. Okay. That's comfortable. The key is having comfort. You know, there there are so many. Even as a guy that it's my job to sell it, orange mud. Right. Right. And I love orange mud. Um, but a company that would ever tell you that one pack is going to fit everyone, right. just every, there are so many different body styles out there. I think Orange Mud works for 90% of the people that I fit it on. Oh, nice. uh, But there are always people that it just doesn't, doesn't work. do that for them. So tr sometimes trying different things is a good thing. You know, I would tell people just to consider with packs, a lot of times you, you do get what you pay for and, and to be careful test a pack if you can try it in real world settings when you get it right but a lot of times if you're going out and you're hunting and your main concern is price if you buy a 30 dollar pack off of amazon a lot of times you're going to get a 30 dollar pack yeah to start fraying yeah. and coming apart stuff so yeah right i know exactly what you're saying but but things are going well from that standpoint so i've got a full slate of races this year the nice thing about the races they're all events that can theoretically be moved to they should all happen regardless of whether events actually quote open or not. Okay. Because of the unique ways that they're doing they've it. found to do the races. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I have a my first race this year will be the one on Grossil. I usually do a half nice. marathon there. Rock CF half the Rock CF when it that's that's in um oh, don't let me lie about the date but it's coming up I believe in March <laughs> okay it's like the first second week in March if I'm nice. not mistaken 
All I know is that particular weekend, I'm always there. Mm -hmm. And how are they doing that? Because I know a lot of races. Uh, last year, they did it virtual. I, I okay. actually went to Belle Isle and did it myself okay. on Belle Isle. I just made a homemade 13.1. Nice. And I seen the Eagle for the first time on Belle Isle. That, oh, that was cool. They that's have worth a, it? They have, a, they have two Eagles perched on this big old tree over there. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Then if you go through the woods, you can see their nest. They got this big, huge nest. Oh, that's fantastic. Eagles are in. And it's weird. I was, I, was, I say in Refford. Okay. Yeah, I, you're not too far. No, not far yeah. at all. I did a September. I did 500 miles on my bike raising money for kids canceled. Okay. So the whole month of September, I was working on 500 miles. A lot of them were on trying to drive down. Mm -hmm. And then I, I was in my backyard the last day i had to put down 18 more miles to get this 500 miles so i'm like in the backyard i look up and an eagle flies right past everybody's house dude <laughs> if i wouldn't have seen it i wouldn't have believed it i was like wow that's awesome but you know i grew up here in detroit i've never seen an eagle on Bell Isle. So when I seen one on Bell Isle, everybody kept talking about the eagle on Bell Isle. I thought it was. So I've seen the fun. pictures. People have been posting a lot of pictures. Yeah, so yeah. one of these times, I'm gonna have to get over there and check it out. Oh yeah, you got to check it out. It's usually on the south, the southeast portion of Bell Isle. Okay, that's where they hang out. At. Yeah, I haven't been over there. We took our our youngest over there when he was little to oh. go to the aquarium back. Oh, back, back, in, the day. back in the day. That's probably <laughs> the last. If that tells you the last time that I was. Yeah, man, I miss them days. Yeah. The aquarium and go next door to the planetarium and hang yep. out there. Yeah, that was cool. I re when I was younger, they had horses on there with a horse and buggies. Man, they used to ride around. They had a whole bunch of them. That's when I was probably seven, eight, nine. I just one of them things you always remember on that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, it's it's time. I mean, even just where we're sitting right now, like the Riverwalk. I mean, they're doing such a great job, like fixing up the city, yeah, and and just making it accessible to people and, and things that are really pretty. Things that a lot of people like when they hear about Detroit, they wouldn't necessarily think about. Right. And I encourage people to come down and check those kinds of things out. So yeah, this this Detroit is a jewel. People that. A lot of people that stay on the outside of Detroit, when they finally come into the city, they're like, wait a minute, everything I heard on the news, this peace went quiet down here, <laughs> you know, downtown, like, oh, don't go down there, what you doing? Right. <laughs> come on downtown Detroit. It's one of the Jews. Well, I'll take that back. Y'all stay on out there so it don't get too crowded. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, man keep it to be a good secret so, how, how did you start running tell, tell me how you started running um actually just a bet yeah just a bet yep. yep um i was in the restaurant business our corporate chef um at the time um started running he was doing marathons i was definitely not at my physical best um at that point right. <laughs> um i was a fairly heavy smoker and uh that is hilarious yeah you yeah. know what i'm gonna I, I told i told somebody this i'm gonna start smoking yeah for a year then i'm gonna quit because all my friends that smoke that say hey i used to smoke da, 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 
They're the fastest runners. So I figured it had something to do with smoke. No, no, it, 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 it catches up with you eventually, believe me. Hey, Chad, this is Doug Williams. Hi, Doug. Doug Williams is a good running friend of mine. I, I I met Doug Williams in this other running club called RTT, Run This Town. That's okay. the name of it. Nice. But it's the funny thing about him is we're like twins. This guy right here, I was in the Navy. He was in the Navy. My teacher was this guy named P.O.B., Petty Officer Brogdon. He ended up being his um, mentor and got him huh. into the school system doing yes. his job. <laughs> you just never know. Right, small world. Yeah. But if you go back, episode number six. Okay. Of um, Hanging with Lucire, I interview his story. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, you have to check it out. have to check it out. Let me know how I'm going to interrupt. I'm halfway. I started at the fountain. You started at the fountain? Yeah. Oh, you 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 parked down there? Yeah. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah. Well, go ahead. Handle your business, All right, man. Then. All right. Nice Enjoy you. the rest of your run. Nice right. to meet you. Get re get ready. I, I Iron Man coming up now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> half Iron Man. Yeah, half Iron Man. Me and a group of um, runners this past weekend went over to Maybury okay. State Park. Yep. Dude, you know how you go through them. The bike trail. We was in the dash. Did you do that little the six mile mountain bike trail? Yes. yes. I love it. I yes. love that little Total Ice Man. Yeah, it was terrible. Total was terrible. Ice, dude. What day were you out there? Um, that was Sunday. Okay. I was out there on what day was it? It was like when it I'm trying to think of when it was warmed up. But yeah, it was like everything was nice except for the trail. And the trail and like the pass, like the concrete pass too. Right, like to get right. out there. It was like it a was, skate rink. It was terrible. Man, a few weeks ago, where was I at? If you go, if you scroll through <laughs> me on Facebook, you'll laugh. I I fell down on the ice, and I just said, <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna make a video while I'm down. Do you have a good spirit, set of spikes? Well, that's what I ended up okay. doing. I went and bought some um, what they call ice bugs. Okay. Yep. So this weekend, I was ready. I was like, okay, what I said, I was looking for ice, you know? Yeah. <laughs> when you get ready, you're looking for ice. But it was straight ice. That holds going toward the, the trail. Mm -hmm. All ice. Yeah, it's been a little interesting. I've been a little depressed with winter this year. We haven't had much snow. Look I know they you. said that we're like only a couple inches off. That don't seem right. How can yeah, we be only nah, a I couple I feel like we've only off. had like two snows. Yeah, I remember barely... Taking my shovel yeah. and doing it. Like I haven't had to show my driver no, once this year. No. Not once. No. So. Oh. I'll I tell you what happened when you buy a snowblower. That's when it don't snow. Yeah. <laughs> right? It is enjoyable running in it, but the trails right now are a little rough. Yeah. Because of the rough. fact that it's been warm and cold and warm and cold, there a lot of them are just not super safe friendly for runners. <laughs> I, I've seen some bikers out there that have the studs on their tires. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but running on them right now is a little treacherous. Island Lake. I, I like to go on that blue trail and mm -hmm. that yellow trail over on Island Lake. They're treacherous right now. Yeah. You don't have any ice, any kind of something on your, your feet. You going down. You don't need to injure yourself. Nah, nah, not, not, not for that spring. You say not for that selfie. Not for that selfie. You said you took yourself a <laughs> selfie while you were on the ground. No, I was on the ground. I took oh, a video. Oh, video. Okay. <laughs> I, said, I, I was like, I just fell down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
one, but can't wait to this season in. I hear um, Big Gretchen is going to open up the um, restaurants on the first of the February. First of February, we're going to keep. Our I fingers miss crossed. the restaurant. I miss sitting in restaurants. Mm-hmm. You know, that's it's, it's weird. I've been to a few places where it's outside and you're in a little tent kind of deal, but it you freeze your butt off. You know? Yeah, right. <laughs> be nice to sit down in a normal restaurant and have with, some dinner and have some dinner order and have a waitress or waiter come to your table yeah and leave a tip on the table we did we went to tennessee <laughs> back in early december and uh for a short vacation and my wife and i we stayed at airbnbs that were out of the way yeah i went to tennessee too yeah man. and we actually we went to a couple restaurants to eat and yeah, we, were very, we were outside of um Chattanooga. Chattanooga, okay. You but we got very fortunate that every time we went somewhere, it was really slow. Oh, so, yeah? you know, they, they have the open dining, but I never felt like, we always still felt like we had the place to ourselves. Right. So right. it was nice because we got to be able to go out and eat, right. but I didn't have to worry about feeling like stressed out. It wasn't a bunch of people. Because there's a bunch of people. Yeah that's, yeah, that's the only thing I like about traveling last year. There was hardly nobody around. Yeah. I went up to Silver Lake. Okay. You know, I I I, I bought a Jeep last year. Oh, you so went to the sand dunes. Went to the sand dunes to play a little bit, and I was like, I enjoy. I enjoy. It was kind of weird because some people wear masks and some people don't. Mm-hmm. But when I get in crowds, I'm like, oh, I don't know. I'm putting my mask on. But it was that's my first time here. Okay. Yeah, what a great time at it's Silver fun. Lake. Yeah, we rented a pontoon there. Oh my goodness! Right on that lake, mm-hmm. it's killing. It's a good time. It'll be summer before we know it. Yeah, yeah. It'll be summer before you know it. I went to um Tennessee too last year. We went down there, rented a cabin. Usually, I'm the cook. Mm-hmm. I cook. They ex- I think they expect me and my brother-in-law to cook. <laughs> I cook breakfast. I wake up early. I'm a morning person. Okay. So, yeah, we do the same. My wife and I yeah. bacon, whatever, make make food in a minute. But I had a real good time in Tennessee. We went horseback riding. You ever been horseback nice. riding? I have. Actually, in we Tennessee? did Mackinac a couple of years. Oh, ago. you did Mackinac? Yeah, we did the Mackinac Island. Yeah, oh, that was nice. Yeah. yeah, I had a good time, but it, it felt weird. Went to um, Crackle Bill. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if things will ever be like the same normal. But I, there will be a new normal, like it, whatever it might be. So. I think it's going to be kind of like in 1930s when the market crashed and people was putting money in their mattresses mm-hmm. and they still do it. <laughs> I, <don't laughs> yeah. I think after this, it's going to be people that wear masks the rest of their life. You could be. And, and there are people that have, I, I mean, we used to go out a lot and now... We found one of the good things about this, like, we found a lot of ways, like, to save money, a lot of ways to keep ourselves entertained and in in ways, like, inside of our family circle that not only kept us entertained, but actually brought us closer together. Like, because there wasn't all this, like, external stuff, feedback and distractions. Right. It was, it was time, like, this whole year has been beneficial from that standpoint, in my opinion. Where I can really be able to focus on relationships with my wife, my boys. That's you know, that's, you know what? Yeah. You know what? COVID is a 
bad thing and a good thing mm-hmm. because it's been a lot of bad things that have happened, but it's been a lot of good things that have changed too. Mm-hmm. Just gotta figure out what, what's the good in it. Yeah. You know, that's that's the thing to do. And what you say, a relationship is so important. When you're dealing with your family, you on the go here, your wife on the go here, your kids doing mm-hmm. this, that. Okay, we need COVID. Y'all ain't going nowhere. You got to yep. look. You got to get annoyed by everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I heard somebody say that. You got to work through stuff. Yeah. Like there's no just, you know, getting upset or nope. walking away or, uh-uh. or doing whatever because there's nowhere else to go. There ain't nowhere else to go. So you figure out how to communicate. You yeah. figure out how to work through stuff and do things that I think a lot of people just have have forgotten how to do because we're so connected by electronics, electronics now yeah. that it's just it's you pull out your phone and you send a message and you just there doesn't there's not the same intensity or relation yeah when when you're doing things via face to face a message like that right so, yeah. good to do it face to face I mean it's it's to the point now people don't. At least back in the day, you talk on the telephone. People don't even talk on the phone. They just send a text. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like to hear a voice. <laughs> exactly. But, man, thank you for being on the show again, man. No, thank you. And thank you for uh, thank you for bringing me out here. I've oh, actually man. never been to, like, one of the Riverwalk hubs. Oh, are really you serious? Cool. Is this your first time? No, yeah, it's kind of neat. This is good. This is good so, for you. Yeah, you I can, appreciate I, it. We'll definitely be I back. I didn't brighten your horizons a yep. little bit. <laughs> yeah, we actually typically stay right like when we're in downtown, we stayed right like there in downtown. Okay, yeah, so yeah, you gotta you gotta get on the river walk and just mm-hmm. go as far as you can to the end, and then it goes up, and then you can go over to Belle Isle like he's doing. Mm-hmm. Go to Belle Isle, go around Belle Isle, come back, and go way down, and then further on the other end of the river walk, mm-hmm. they're finishing up some construction that's going to end up going all the way down to the Ambassador Bridge, which oh, is nice. real nice. Yeah, that'll be nice. I'm looking forward to it. No, but it was my pleasure, man. And it was good good to see you and talk to you. No, so. man, all the time, man. Whenever we get a chance. That's why I use on my heart. That's why I like reached out to you, man. I appreciate that. So I like to tell the listening audience to go as far as you can see. And when you get there, you can go a little further. And remember, God loves you, and I do too.